We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Vince, with that, are you ready for some rapid fire? Oh, I had the worst day at work today. I am so ready for rapid fire. Right. So ready. Let's do it then. We'll continue with some of the blue gold talk. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Sam Hartman and Tobias Merriweather will not be on the same team in the blue gold game. It's great for me because I've got (laughs) Tyler Buckner as my quarterback. That's true. And Tobias Merriweather as my wide receiver now that I'm looking at it. So. Rack them up. No, I I would have loved to see – like, I love the draft. I absolutely love the draft. I think it's a great idea. But you're going to get guys on so, on separate sides, right? So, in a perfect world, I would love to see the quote-unquote first-team offense slinging it around, seeing what they've got. You know, I, I would love to see that. It's not a perfect world. I'm okay with it. It sucks from a like a highlight, a potential highlight standpoint, but I'm okay with it. I think it's disappointing because yeah. of that highlight standpoint. Like, yeah, in the videos early in spring camp, we got to see a lot of those Tobias Merriweather highlights and, you know, all these things that yeah. Tobias Merriweather did in the videos. We did not get to see any of that in person, no. <laughs> you know, and no. I think that I think that the Hartman to Merriweather connection you know, that, you know, them being on the same team was going to give us the best chance to see some of that on set. Now I'm not saying Tyler Buckner can't hit the throws and stuff like that, but you're, it's like, this is the new toy, really two new toys. It's like two new toys, but they're going to be on opposite sides of this whole thing. So it's just a little disappointing that we're not going to get a chance to see potentially what could be, I mean, maybe stating it a little bit too soon, but it could be one of the better quarterback to receiver combinations in the entire country this season. If things work out the way we think they could. Do you think a little bit of that was by design? Cause they don't want to put that out there. Cause everybody, I, I mean, wonder, this is a nationally televised everybody, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's going to get a copy of everybody's spring game. Right. Right. So I feel, and I'm not saying that they're going to hold, you know, hold their cards to their vest or whatever, but they kind of are, they're just going out there and they're everything's scripted. It's going to be, you know, that kind of a thing, I'm guessing. Maybe the fourth quarter's not scripted. Okay, fine. But, you know, do they really want to put everything they've got out there on showcase? Probably not, uh, is what I would imagine. I think you're going to get fireworks 
Hartman to Tyree. I think that has the potential of being something special on Saturday. Yeah. So nobody can I keep agree. up with Tyree. So yeah. as long as he catches the ball. Jason spotted the WKRP across the top of the shirt. That's right. WKRP in Cincinnati and bought this actually in Cincinnati. Oh, did you? A few years ago. Yeah. Look at you. I tell you what, we walked all over downtown trying to find a place that had WKRP t-shirts. I mean, really? it's been been like 40 years now at this point. So, you know, like (laughs) since the show was on the air. So I think they're getting a little bit more rare. Andre says he wishes all the coaches were mic'd up. They may be. I mean, they might. You know, last year they talked to Marcus Freeman pretty heavily, mm-hmm. but they may be mic'd up, and you might see something after the fact. We don't know. They don't tell us that kind of stuff in advance. Uh, but I agree. This is a spring game, man. Mic them all up. I, you know, yeah. I, I would mic up the quarterbacks. I, I would mic up some of the maybe the upperclassmen. Like you're obviously not going to put play calling out there, you know, because you're going to be in charge of what gets out there. I'd mic them all up. I mean, let's have some fun with it. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um, and actually, Derek is right. Tyree will not be with Hartman. He is with your guy, Buckner. So, oh, is he really? Yes. <laughs> I was looking at the teams, and I see Hartman and Tyree together because they're both on your team. Ah, You're right. You're right. Yep. You are. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. On my team, they yeah, are. But that's what I was looking game, at. and They won't be. Yeah. Yep. Jeez, that's even worse. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. So the Lorenzo Styles experiment. Assuming he's going to make this move to cornerback full-time, I've seen this question starting to pop up. Would you buy or sell the idea of a redshirt year for Lorenzo Styles if he's moving over full-time to corner? That's an – wow. I never even thought about that. Uh, and even when I read your question, I was like, man, that's – I would have I would have to talk to him about that. Like, how do you yeah, feel I, about redshirting your junior year? You but know what like, I mean? if he's going to invest in being a full-time corner sure. and he's only going to be a depth piece, yeah. like unless someone gets injured, most likely, wouldn't you want to spend as much time as possible honing that, you know, because if he's doing this, it's with, it's, it's gotta be more with an eye toward the NFL than just sure. what he's going to do in a, in a couple of years in college. Right. So if he really wants to make this a full-time Man. thing, you're right. You do have to have the conversation with him, but I would think, I mean, unless he, hmm. you know, goes that rapidly and, you know, makes that ascent up the depth chart. But I mean, who's he going to play in front of at this point? Cam Hart and no. Ben Morrison again, like, you know, Hart's got a history now of the shoulders, you know, with some issues there. So that could come up at some point, but, you know, assuming full health for everybody, as we've talked about, the cornerback position is not the position of need. It's safety, but he's going to be right. a cornerback. So I would think you'd have to give it serious consideration yeah. if he's if he's up for something like that. After speaking with him, if he was open to the idea, I would maybe go into the season, maybe with that as the plan, or maybe script out which games he might actually get to play in, like that kind of a thing. But if there's an injury and he's worked his way into like the two deep, then I think you got to burn that idea and you've got to, you've got to put him on the field. Now that a lot of that is depending on where he's at with mm -hmm. his development. Right. But I feel like if there, if there's a, an injury, I think you got to seriously considering losing the red shirt pretty quickly. Uh, if everybody gets through healthy, then maybe. Right. That, that's a possibility, right? You go into the season with that as a possibility. Um, I just don't know how he would feel about it. You know what I mean? Like he's got a chance to start in 24. I, exactly. I, do. I, I think he's got exactly. an opportunity to start in 24. Does he think he needs two years of starting in order to make an impact in the NFL? That's the big question. I would I would think that he's, you know, unless he becomes an All-American in 24, and that's his, you know, part-time player this year, and all of a sudden he's an All-American next year. I mean, that would again be a pretty pretty quick ascension. Sure. Like Unless you go to that level, I would think that he's going to need more on tape. You know, again, like if if he's looking at this as a career move, you know, to, sure. to translate into an NFL career down the road. Yeah, and I think it's going to be hard. really curious to kind of keep an eye, you know, because he can obviously play in four games right. and still keep a red shirt this year. But right. the question, you know, so like if they get into some blowouts early on, does he get into the game and get some experience there? or do you potentially hold him back 
because of the fact you want, you know, once you get midway through the season, guys start getting injured. Sure. Do you, do you hold him back? And, and I don't know. It's going to be right. really interesting to keep an eye on, I think. That'd be so hard. You were, you were, you ended up being a pretty important piece as a freshman. You stunk as a sophomore. Now you got to sit out your whole junior year. Like, man, it's tough. But you could still play four games your junior year. For sure. The red shirt. No, absolutely. And I can but say again, you can you're map not that be, out. Yeah. See what it looks like. You know what I mean? And I would I would map that out for like bringing him in in the middle of the season and then towards the end, just in case you do have that injury, he's ready to roll. And I'm I'm looking here. Hang on a second. Is is Clemson one of the last? It is. It's one of the last four games. The last four games on the schedule: Pittsburgh, Clemson, Wake Forest, Stanford. Obviously, a bowl game would come after that. But I'm just looking at like, even if you waited until Clemson to play him, potentially you would have three regular season games in yeah. a bowl game at the end of the season. You could play him if you wanted to. So I don't know. Fall That's, camp's going to tell a lot, and, and you know, yeah, and even Saturday exactly. might Saturday might tell us a lot. As well, sure. just in terms of what he looks like right out there. Because again, we've seen him in exactly one rep so far. Yeah, I haven't seen him at all. So yeah, that's true. That's true. So Notre Dame offensive lineman Caleb Johnson has entered the transfer portal. How do you feel about it, Vince? Like I don't I mean, he was obviously buried on the depth chart. He wasn't gonna play for a few years, most likely, uh, at the very least. And I think he wants to play now and he's probably going to end up going to a lower level team and have the opportunity to play a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have no problem with that. I mean, we know that there's going to be some attrition here over the next couple of weeks. Right. I mean, that's, and that's what I was going to guaranteed say. to happen. I think we and, expect, yeah. and it's nothing against Caleb, but he wasn't highly, no. you know, recruited. We expect like more of this level of guy probably to go depth type guys who couldn't, there will have the depth chart this right. So, I mean, it's obviously not a huge loss. It's not someone, you know, we, we talked about as making any, any kind of moves and you're absolutely right. He'll go someplace, you know, a little, you know, lower level. Sure. And, and maybe even power five someplace just at a lower level where he's he like a Vanderbilt or like a, a wake yeah. forest or something along those lines and, and get some playing time and good for him. I mean, that's, Look, if if I'm the dad of a player, I mean, a Notre Dame degree is unbelievable. That 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 will be first priority. But you only have so many years to play, and then it's over, you know. And so I would not have an issue with my kid wanting to search out some other opportunities if he's buried on the depth chart. I, I really wouldn't. I really yep. wouldn't. Yep, absolutely. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Notre Dame commit Marcus Burton was named Indiana's Mr. Basketball last night. Refreshing. It was refreshing because I know there were a lot of uh, purse, uh, what do you call it? Purse uh, clutchers, purse clutchers. Like people <laughs> were worried. <laughs> yeah, they, they were really worried because, look, in the past, there's been a lot of indie bias, like Indianapolis bias from the media, and those are the people that vote for it, and most of the media is down in the Indianapolis area. I think it was a clear and obvious choice and ended up being that way too. Like the vote, he, he won it like going away, which I think is great. Um, which is also refreshing considering the majority of the media that votes on this thing is Correct. in that Indianapolis area. You know? Absolutely. And he didn't have a chance to showcase 
his talents in the state championship game because they lost semi-state by a point. And I thought that was going to be kind of an important piece to his run for Mr. Basketball was playing in that state title game. And he didn't have that opportunity. So I was nervous. And a lot of people were nervous. Like, man, I don't know. But this is the first time, um, what, since 1978 that a team, a, a kid from St. Joe County won Mr. Basketball. Now, who was it in 1978? Yeah, I, that's I don't know the answer to that. Wait a second, let me let me let me look this up because I thought it you had to go all the way back to 1957 that someone from this area did it. Maybe I well, overlooked it. Let me let me see if I can find it here. Real quick. Right. Go ahead, go ahead. No, so oh, you're right. I, South Bend LaSalle, David Magley. I overlooked him when I was looking at this list. And earlier, there's a couple kids from Warsaw. There's a couple right. kids from Warsaw that won it. And Angelo, Angelo DiCarlo, our buddy, uh, used to be with 16, and now he's with 46. He put out a tweet that there's been three kids from the Michiana area. Now, that's a very vague term. Do we consider Warsaw, Michiana? Like, it's a little far south I, to see, me. See, I personally don't, but they're part of the NLC. So I feel like that grandfathers yeah. them in almost. Um I don't. I wouldn't think of worse. It's an hour away. For, for like, like people outside our area, Michiana is a combination of Michigan and Indiana. And we're obviously sitting right up here on the state line. Right. Basically. I mean, we're in the heart so, of Michigan. And Warsaw is a good what? 45, 50 minutes. Oh, south. it's an hour. Yeah. yeah like, well, from, from where you are, probably. Oh, sure. Probably yeah. a little closer to me. Right. Because yeah. you're on their side of town. But yeah, right. it's. I didn't think that was Michiana, but. It's still a cool stat that if you include Warsaw, that uh, Al Rhodes, who was the coach, he coached all three of them. He's coached the only three guys from the Michiana area uh, that won it. See, now again, like Michigan City is in Indiana. Like, is that considered Michiana? Like, what do they actually consider? Because Michigan City is just as close as Warsaw. And there's been oh, a couple sir. guys in the 1980s, Delray yeah. Brooks, who coached oh, yeah, here in good town old Delray. a couple yeah. years ago from Michigan City, who won it in 1981 and 84. So, like, I don't know if Michigan City is technically considered Michiana, but I like, don't I can, think I consider so. it more in our area. But yeah, I do too. Because uh, we travel to sectionals there a lot more often than we go to yeah, Warsaw. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, I wouldn't, I would consider that the region. As opposed that's, to that's Michiana. true. People consider that the region. Yeah, I don't know. It's so vague, that's though. That's the other thing. It's so that's vague. also part of because of the conference they're in. You know, absolutely. But Doom. but again, like Michigan City is, you know, literally it sits right there, and it's closer. I mean, it's closer than Warsaw. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, it it is. Yeah. So, but in but any either case, way, like from this far north, this is you know, the 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 northernmost guy marcus burton to win it Mm -hmm. and it's and it's awesome because these awards this award not these awards mr basketball usually it it stays down there indianapolis and south of indianapolis you know indianapolis bloomington you know evansville those type of places are where this goes and like if you spin it toward marcus burton from panna high school indiana mr basketball and of all the stuff that has happened in the last few months with mike bray and notre dame Marcus Burton has remained firmly committed, yeah. and so it's uh, it's really good for Micah Shrewsbury. I'll tell you that much. As, as he gets, you know, like Micah Shrewsbury came in the door talking about we've got to make Indiana a priority in our recruiting. He just got Indiana's Mister Basketball, and he yeah. didn't really have to do anything other than say, "Hey, Marcus, I love you." So yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a win. 
That's a win right there. And uh, I mean, look, there's talent in Notre Dame. Excuse me. There's talent in Indiana. I think Marcus Burton's a really good talent. I mean, he averaged over 30 points a game and a bunch of assists and, you know, and they weren't exactly playing slouches every night either. So, you know, hats off to him. He's a great little player and I, I'm looking forward to being able to cheer for him, you know, over the next four or five years. And um, I think everybody that's a Notre Dame fan is going to enjoy watching him as well. It's going to be a transition to the college game. Don't get me wrong. Just mm-hmm. like it is for any high school kid. Uh, but it's going to be, he, he plays so hard and he plays with a chip on his shoulder that is just, it's fun to watch and it just makes him a better player. So it's going to be cool. All right. So the Oakland A's have bought 49 acres of land in Las Vegas with plans to build a new stadium there, a new ballpark, whatever you want to call it, and be playing in that ballpark in 2027. Do you buy or sell the A's moving out of Oakland to Sin City? It's a huge buy. Huge buy for me. I don't think I don't think the Oakland fans support the A's the way they should from a sitting butts in the seat standpoint. Now, there may be reasons for that that I'm unaware of, and that's fine. I get it. But like they've got the entire upper deck tarped over with you know well, that's, a, that's a big and, football stadium. It that's is a big football stadium. I get so it. Like you can fit a lot of people in there, and it's still not going to fill. Fair enough. You know, like a baseball ballpark. Sure. Fair enough. But I love the idea of the A's being in Vegas. I just do. I I think professional sports in Vegas is the way to go. I think the Raiders made the right choice, and I think the A's are making the right choice as well. I think it does suck for the city of Oakland because now within a span of, you know, by the time this is all said and done, it'll be a span of like 10 years. They will have lost all three of their professional sports teams. The Raiders obviously moved out of Oakland a couple of years ago. They're already there. And so now you're going to have two Oakland teams in Las Vegas. And even though the Golden State Warriors stayed in the Bay Area, they're over in San Francisco. They've been over there for two or three years now. So, like, Oakland has lost all three. And, you know, like, I know they supported the Golden State Warriors. True. (laughs) You know, like, I know they supported supported the Raiders. The big thing – is I I feel I do feel bad for the fans because I don't put it all on the fans in terms of attendance at A's game. The biggest thing is they've been, you know, the A's have been battling with the city and the county out there for mm. years and years and years. And the same reason the Raiders lost, they wanted a new stadium and they can't get a yeah. new stadium. And part of how you support a team financially is the new stadium with the luxury suites. And, you know, because sure. I, think, I think the ballpark they're going to build there in Vegas, well, I know from a seating capacity, it's going to be smaller than the Oakland Coliseum, but it's not going to be like huge capacity anyway, but it's obviously going to be filled with luxury suites. Yep. People there in Vegas will eat it up. And when you've got people coming and going all the time, it just becomes a huge tourist attraction. Sure. So I, I think Vegas is going to be much better, you know, than Oakland, but it does. It does stink for it the does. fans when you lose three pro teams in a, in a stretch of 10 years. Yeah, no, 100% it does. And uh but your you your municipality has to has to work with you if you want to keep these teams around and they're not. I mean, there's there's you can blame whoever you want, but they're not working together. And I'm okay with professional sports in Vegas. They got hockey, they got football, now they're going to have baseball. I did see an artist rendering. It doesn't look like it's going to be a dome which like Hmm. I'm not like that would There's be some hot days in the middle of summer. I was going to say 
July, August, September out there in Ooh. Vegas. I think I would want a dome if I were them. But yeah, absolutely. That <laughs> that needs to be that. rethought if that's yeah. if that's the case. Yeah, at least something with a retractable roof. Andre three thousand asks if Olivia Miles comes back healthy, is Notre Dame uh, women a Final Four team? Absolutely. You're like yep, right. I think that they would have been this year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they yeah they were they were at least a dark horse for the final four this year. And, you know, if, if, if she's healthy, they've got obviously a better chance to win the ACC tournament. Maybe it improves their seat a little bit. Maybe they're not in that same region. Sure. With South Carolina and Maryland with, with, with what they're adding. Absolutely. I think that that is like, that is at the top of the goal list at a, you know, final four or bust next year. Yeah, And it's in I Cleveland, agree. by the way. So oh, if they Cleveland rocks, all right. Yeah. Go hang out with with Jesse in Cleveland if they make That's it to true. the Final Four. Good yeah. call. So absolutely, absolutely, if Olivia Miles is back. Fill in the blank. It's blank that Colorado has sold out its spring game for the first time ever in Deion Sanders' first spring in Boulder. Predictable, I guess, it would be the word, because everybody wants to come watch the circus. I'm, I'm guessing that they think that something hilarious is going to happen or something's going to happen with, with Dion at the spring game. And people want to see what the heck he's been up to. Like I saw a clip the other day of practice uh, with Dion and I'm not disparaging Dion as a coach, but what I watched was ridiculous. It was, it was <laughs> ridiculous. He had, uh, the corner, I believe it was the corner that he brought with him from Jackson State, so the former number one kid in the country, right? And he's like, this is how we play corner. And he had him go up against this wide receiver. And he was pass interfering from the word go. I mean, he <laughs> was beating the crap out of this receiver. And, you know, and then Dion's like, that's how we play corner here. And I'm like, okay, you can play corner that way. It's not going to end well for you. <clears throat> and I, I don't know. It just felt very high schoolish to me. But – He's an attraction, no doubt about that. Yeah. You know, and I know that they lost a large number of transfers. They lost 23 to the transfer portal. And, you know, I know that they've been bringing in a lot of guys in the transfer portal. I'm not exactly sure what the number is that they brought in there. But uh, there's been, there's been a, a pretty big revolving door out there. But, yeah. I mean, this is, this is why you hire – Deion Sanders because sure you know, he's he is a celebrity he is a superstar and you know he's <laughs> he came in the door talking the big game and all that and you know like you said he is active out there at practice he has stirred up interest in a program that has been dormant for years and years and years so he's got people excited and Jesse and I were talking about this yesterday people were asking uh in the mailbag like our prediction for how many people, you know, what the attendance would be like for Notre Dame's blue gold game. And you guys both took the over, by the way. Yeah. I I, I still think it's going to be pretty good just because of the newness with Sam Hartman and Jared Parker. And, you know, like some of the other things, Tobias Merriweather and, and all, you know, but especially with Sam Hartman, but you know, so like, this is when you usually get the big numbers for a spring game. Anytime you have change and the change doesn't get much bigger. I don't think than Dion. I know this is going to surprise you, but I'm going to take the under. I am very pessimistic that people. You're talking about for Notre Dame's game? Yeah, for the Notre Dame game. I, because I think it was like 30,000 is where you guys put it or whatever. Uh, it was 23. 20, 
23. 23. Yeah. I was? think it was a third, something like a third or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I'm taking the under. I just, Notre Dame spring games have just never been well attended. And it's not like other places that just pack them in, like Florida. For whatever reason, Florida spring games are just absolutely packed. And Ohio State games are packed. Notre Dame games just aren't for the Blue Gold game. So, I would be surprised if there was a ton of people there. I really would. And they're they're probably going to give us how many tickets were sold. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're going to give us That's that number. <laughs> and FYI, they sent out a, a link to all the football players at the high school that I work at for, for uh, three free tickets apiece. Really? So, yeah. Um, Trying to get them in the door. <laughs> correct. So I don't know how many to say that other they've got places the numbers up there. Yeah. They've done that, but they're trying but to get the cool numbers too. up. That's cool, too. That's cool. I love you it. Know? Give I them free tickets. Yeah. I think it's. I think that's absolutely the way to go, especially for a spring game. Get these high school kids in there, man. Like, get mm-hmm. these high school football players in. I think that's absolutely awesome. Absolutely awesome. So, Jason had a good question about Dion. Mm-hmm. Do you think he stays for at least five years at Colorado? And if so, do you think they are Pac-12 contenders? I think that there's a good chance that he will, assuming, you know, that they are winning because with USC and UCL leaving UCLA leaving the Pac-12, I think that Colorado is going to have just as good a chance of anybody to be a Pac-12 contender. And if you're in contention out there, you're going to have a chance to be in the top 12, which means you've got a chance to be in the playoff. I think I think that his eye is on Florida State. I think that that is the sure. next step for him. Like I think that he, as long as he's winning at Colorado, I think he stays there potentially until and if Florida State comes open again. I think that's a good call, number one. I and, and we just don't know what the carousel of coaching is going to be. I don't know that Florida State's going to take a chance on him until Dion at least puts like three years of a program together at the D1 mm-hmm. level. As far as are they going to be a contender, not while UCLA and USC are still in the Pac-12. Once they leave, I think he absolutely has an opportunity because who else? Utah, uh, Oregon, I guess. But like Washington, maybe, you know, definition of a contender means top four or five. And yeah, I think you've got an opportunity to be a contender there. Absolutely. Uh, I don't think he'll be a contender for the next few years, though. I think if anybody's expecting an overnight success, I don't see that happening. Well, Jesse and I did an over under on his wins. Like someone said that they think that he'll get him to seven wins this year. Jesse thinks he will. This year, seven wins this year. This year, Colorado. Huh? I don't think they'll get there this year. Now, maybe they do because of the, you know, again, it's like it's not like the they're going to play a, you know, an arduous schedule out there in the Pac-12. But I, I think that's a little bit too much too soon. Let's see here. <clears throat> I think pulling their schedule up. Yeah. So okay, let's do this real quick. Let's have some fun. Okay. TCU is an opener Ooh. at TCU. I'm going to say loss. I agree. Nebraska at home. That could be a win. That's a toss-up. Yeah. Matt Rule. Matt Rule, first-year head coach there as well. Yeah. We don't really know what Nebraska is going to be like, right? Yeah. And same thing. We don't know what Colorado is really going to be like. So I I would agree with you. That's a toss-up, right? So we're 0-1-1 potentially. Colorado State, they should win that game. I'll say win. From a talent standpoint alone, they should win that game. I mean, if you don't win that game, then yeah. Right. You're going to. He's going to hear right. it. All right. So I'm going to. So now we got 2 0 1. Yeah. So, uh, no, we've got lost to TCU. Oh, that's right. We got 1 1 and 1. 
We'll go <laughs> toss up with Nebraska. So we're one, one, one. All right. Oregon. I think that's a loss. Loss. USC. Loss. That's a loss. Arizona State and mm. the Fighting Drew Pines. Man. Really another toss-up, but yep. we, 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 we can't make them all toss-ups. I know we can't. I know we can't. We, I might have to revisit some of these toss-ups. That's fine. Yeah, Give it a Stanf- toss-up for now. Stanford. Stanford. It could be a win. It's at Colorado. I'll give them a win. I'll give, I'll them, a give win. them a win there. Okay. Uh, UCLA. I think that's a loss. It's, it's at UCLA as well. Okay. Yeah, okay. say where they're at. So uh, Yeah. Uh, Oregon State at home. Man. The Beavers. I'll say win. Okay. I'll agree. Why not? Um, Arizona at home. Win. Okay. Washington State on the road. See, that's the kind of game that would bite you. Yeah. Go to I Washington State. Personally. First season, I'll say loss. Yeah. And then Utah on the road. I think that's a loss. Loss. So we've got six losses. We've got four wins and two toss-ups. Even so if you like, put the two toss-ups into wins, they're a 500 team. They're a 500 team. But but <clears throat> like if we include the bowl game, I guess they've got a chance at seven. But I yeah, I just I think I think five six is is well, and, and that's what I would say too, because if you take the toss-ups, you put Ceiling. one in each column, yeah, then you're talking exactly five and seven for the regular season. And I think that's more accurate. So yeah. there you go. Hope yeah. everybody enjoyed that. <laughs> we just pieced through Colorado's schedule. Yes, we did. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So I heard this on the College Football Inquirer podcast today. There's a street performer in Boulder, Colorado, where, of course, the University of Colorado is. He has memorized more than 35,000 zip codes. So, like, he stands out there apparently on the street corner, and, like, you come up to him and, you you know, like, you toss out the name of a city and he'll tell you the zip code and he does it, you know, like for tips out there on the street, you know, wow. he's got like his, his tip bucket open. How many zip codes other than your own home zip code? Do you know by heart? I, I would say about five ish. Really? Yeah. Be only because I know where I grew up, what it was. Okay. And that's the one I would know. Sure. I know where I work. Mine, not yours. <laughs> I know where I work, which is different okay. than where I live. Uh-huh. And I, I've known where I've worked in South Bend at the various buildings, and they're all different South Bend zip codes. That's the only reason, because I actually have like a stake in where those things are. That's You true. know what I mean? Like That's when I it. worked at the radio station, I always like anytime I had to fill out an address, I always had to Google the address and find <laughs> the zip code. Right. Because... You know, like, so I never knew that. And like, even I lived in a house for 18 years before we moved into this house three years ago. And I can't remember the zip code that we used to have for 18 years. 
like awesome. and I can barely remember this one. I always like have to quiz myself. Like I'm still like, <laughs> oh yeah. And then I know you're, my home. You're Mishawaka, right? Code. Yes. Okay. Yes. Are you four four or four five? Four four. Okay. Yeah. It's like I don't know where the cutoffs are, but like yeah. I I know like Mishawaka's four 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 five. You know, South Bend is one six. What well, you know? Th- there's a bunch in there. So wow, that's impressive. You can remember eleven. That is, that is very impressive. And then, you know, like you said, you know, like any, any of those, like the fact that you remembered all those zip codes from all those, excuse me, schools you were in, you know, that's, that's impressive as well, because you made the rounds in the South Bend Community School Corporation. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Yes, I did. All right. Couple, uh, speaking of which your school career, Jason, Vince wants to know, are you administration now, like vice principal, isn't it? Are you going to try to take the steps to be a principal or athletic director in the future? Keep climbing the ladder. What's 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 the Vince career path? What's <laughs> next? Like, we're getting deep. Yeah. Um, no, I'm a dean of students right now, which is considered administration. Uh, I have zero desire to be a vice principal or a principal, uh, but I do have a desire to eventually end up in athletics. So you know, the, the natural stepping stone would be assistant athletic director and then athletic director. Like that would be the route that I would take at this point. I, I also have no desire to go back to school and get a master's degree and uh, admin license. Right. Like that just doesn't interest me and nor do I have the time. I don't blame to do you. So I just, it does. And, and the, like the paperwork side of administration, I have zero interest in. That's just, what all those jobs turn into. It's just a yeah, current you know constant paperwork <clears throat> oh, shuffle, and, and just you know the plus all the other headaches that come with it. Dealing with the state and educational goals and all of that stuff. That's just not who I am at all. But athletics, I'm ready to j- dump in headfirst. There, I, I would love to do that. Yeah, and then Josh wants to know how your son's injury is going. I appreciate that, Josh. Uh, he was cleared on Monday. And he's slowly working his way back up. He's going to run in his first meet on Tuesday. And then another meet on Friday and another meet the following Tuesday, hopefully to put down some good times to make the postseason roster and hopefully make another run at state like he did last year. So All right. awesome. it's times crunching because postseason starts May 11th. So he's going to have to have a qualifying time in by the 2nd of May. So it's going to be tough but he's very focused. He told his All girlfriend, right. she's not allowed to come to anything because he has to stay focused. I thought that was funny. She's pissed. Stay away. <laughs> she's so mad. That's great. I bet she is. <laughs> uh, we are not. Marshall says he expects IB to grow so that, oops, so that Vince can become VP of marketing. He can retire <laughs> from the school system. That'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be very yeah we'll nice. see how that goes. Be a different kind of vice principal. Ah. (laughs) Super chat. Thank you very much so far. What is the overall thoughts on our new offensive coordinator doing in practice? How practices run, working with other coaches in skill positions, et cetera, et cetera. Woo. That is a loaded question. Um, And considering we have only been to a few practices, it's um, so far so good. Like I know that they're stretching the field a little bit more. I know that the, the emphasis is a little bit different. 
it feels like everybody's buying into what they're selling offensively. And so I think it's only a good thing at this point, and I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, everyone seems to be excited about it when you talk to the players and stuff like that, especially like the receivers and the quarterbacks and stuff like that about more downfield and those kind of things. I think it's a little bit of an incomplete right now. But I mean, you know, everyone is saying the right things. You typically get guys saying the right things. You know, the offense did win the scrimmage a couple weeks ago as well. So we'll see. We'll see what it continues to look like. Yep. I, I mean, if I've heard I Brian right, last week, it's only been a week since the scrimmage, hasn't it? Not even. I mean, it was yeah. just last Saturday, right? So, yeah. Seems you know, longer than that, the way the weather is. It's like, it seriously. seems like we've had three different, we've had like almost all four seasons in the last yeah. five days. Seriously. It was snowing on Monday. It was hot as all get out the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to start dipping back down again. Yep. Who knows? What were you saying? Ryan said what? I say Brian has been basically his, like his sources have been telling him, that it's really back and forth. Defense wins, offense wins, defense wins. Like, and that's exactly where you want to be. Which is good. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You don't want one winning all the no. time because <clears throat> you want to see some success from both when it's your right. own team, you know? So, absolutely. Yeah. So, I, I think it's good. I, I'm excited about it. And we're, look, we're not going to get all of our questions answered on Saturday. I think we all need to be very clear about no, that. <laughs> but there will be overreactions on Monday. Yes, there will. To whatever happens on Saturday. No doubt. Jesse was talking about potentially showing up on Monday just to be oh. a part of the overreaction show. Nice. So. Let's go. Yeah. I'm already, I'm ready to overreact. Yes. Yes. I'm baby. ready. <laughs> Make the like button your friend on your way out. We do appreciate it. Good draft tonight, Vince. Good luck yeah. to you. Lunch is on the line. Yes, it for is. Our blue gold fantasy teams. Looking forward to that. All right. Subscribe, rate, and review. We will talk to you. Manana Friday, Rapid yes. Fire coming your way. Five o'clock. I'll see you then. Ivy Nation Sports Talk.